Well, hi, and welcome back to the Mindful Maddie podcast. You are listening to the first episode of season two. Um, We took a little baby sweet hiatus there for about six months, and a lot of life was lived, a lot of things were realized, a lot of fun was had, a lot of heartbreak, Um, and I'm going to just start talking about all that. You know me, we're just going to get right into it. So if you're new here, welcome. Um, Don't expect anything profound, but sometimes there's some good nuggets in there. So you got to stay tuned. That's up to you. At the end of the podcast, I'm talking about um, a little Valentine's self-love activity that you can do since it is Valentine's Day today. Um, And if you're a returning listener, I love you so much. I mean, I love you all, but hi, let's be real my day ones. All right. Anywho, here we go. I love you so much. Episode one. Okay. Hi. Welcome to the Mindful Maddie podcast. Season two, episode one. Um, I'm sitting here with a warm cup of cacao. And I'm going to set an intention and take a f- the first few couple sips here while you're all, you know, sitting here with me. So, the first sip of cacao that you take is a gratitude sip. You think where this came from. You think Pachamama, you think the earth, right? The source of cacao. Um... You think where it has been sourced from and the people who have sourced it for you. So in this case, it's from Ecuador. And I'm going to just take a sip and think about that here. Okay, here we go. Beautiful. Um, your second sip is... Thanking yourself and the people who have brought you this medicine. So the people in Ecuador who have sourced this. And they sent it. They're seeking it out. And my friend Kelly who found it for me. Okay, and the last sip is... An intention sip. So set an intention with yourself. And I'm going to do that here um, aloud. Okay. So my intention today is to show up with a vulnerable heart, is to show up with laughter and honesty and kindness towards myself and others, and to really spread the message of self-love in all its forms while sharing stories about my journey since I've been away from the podcast. Amazing. That's so good. Um, hi, you guys. The girls, we're here. We're back. It's been about six months. 
and that wasn't intentional. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take a quick little break um, and just like get some other things in order. I had just, you know, had a, like, I was like a month into my new job and I believe I was headed to my best friend's wedding in September of 2023. So that, you know, like after that, I kind of went on a different journey and now here we are like let's actually count September October yeah six months exactly almost that's crazy I like be doing that without even knowing it's all about the moon though you know even if I don't know I know intuition wise <laughs> all right we're getting right into just saying weird stuff so here we are Today, the podcast is returning. It's been a while. I took a long break. I took a much needed break. Um, and there are many reasons why I took that break. But, you know, the biggest one, in my opinion, has been my mental health. Um, and just the, the series of events that have been happening since I quit my coaching business. I started a new job teaching, which takes a lot of energy in itself, and then kind of was a whirlwind after that. So um, I felt I felt like I needed a clean break from the coaching world. And when I made that choice to leave coaching, I was still connected to it through this podcast and I still was like every day putting my coach hat on and showing up in the world as that person. It's still me, but just for the sake of this story, right? I felt like I had one foot in and one foot out. I felt like I had made the choice to walk away from coaching because it didn't feel aligned and I felt like I wasn't like the money hungry business coach that kind of like was coming to me in that world and I was paying them money like I just didn't feel connected to it anymore right I didn't feel aligned but I felt like I was still holding on by having the podcast and like the podcast isn't crazy coaching podcast like I'm kind of a silly goose on the podcast I feel like this podcast is a way for me to just express myself and talk about my personal life. Um, but it because I started it with my business, it really was not a clean break for me. I, I didn't have a clean slate. And now I feel like I have a clean slate and I can come back with some new graphics for you guys, some new intro music... Um, some new plans for, you know, what the podcast is going to look like. Um, and I didn't feel that before. So taking a step away and just letting like what I thought was going to be a two week break turn into a six month long break <laughs> was the best choice for me. Um, I think also I've been working in a classroom and I've been adjusting to working full-time again. So that 
was taking my energy and my time and I was trying to find a happy medium between that and still taking care of my body and my mind and just taking on the podcast as well was not feeling I wasn't feeling capable of that to be honest with you um yeah I don't know like let's kind of go through some like specific things of what I mean by all that um I talked about my mental health being the main reason that I stopped recording this podcast for six months and I was diagnosed in November with uh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder or PMDD and that is something that I've been you know battling but I think that this podcast creates an outlet for that and creates a way for me to process and share and not feel like when I go into my luteal phase, which is the phase that I experience really extreme PMS symptoms, um, I'm not feeling alone in those moments because I can have an outlet of a podcast where I'm still connecting to my higher self and I'm still connecting to the part of me that loves to talk and laugh and tell stories and relate things to mindset and just be that spiritual person even when I'm feeling low mentally that has been something that I have been traversing and just every day is different but as I kind of get used to the pattern of it I think I'm more able to add new experiences into my life and like add things onto my plate that before felt completely overwhelming and I think I've had PMBD for at least a year or two um, as I've been looking into it more, like the correlation between me getting my IUD removed a couple few years ago, I guess it's a few now, it'll be three years in April. I think that the correlation with that and the imbalance in my hormones and me starting to like cycle sync last year and do all this stuff through nutrition and tracking my cycle really thoroughly like I was able to be like oh there have been a lot of things leading to this diagnosis and my therapist and I like did it together <laughs> I like brought it to her and said like I, I saw something on the internet um I think it was one of one of the D'Amelio sisters was talking about it and was talking about how during one you know week of the month she feels like she's on top of the world she feels like she is the most productive she can accomplish anything she feels very motivated feels very inspired and then there's two weeks of the month before her period that she feels like the complete opposite and she feels hopeless and lonely and guilty and a lot of shame and like depressed right even suicidal um, and that's someone who's like in the public eye. So I can imagine that that is a hard journey for her. And so then when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, like I never felt so seen because I feel like I'm one person. And then I feel like there's another side of me that comes out before my period and as my cycle has 
regulated and my hormones have balanced, I have noticed that that side of me happens two weeks before my period. So PMDD is not like, it's not a bipolar disorder. It's not like a dissociative disorder, but it is, I, I am starting to identify it as two different sides of me and two different parts of me. And I think we all have many different parts. My therapist was telling me this last week. She was like, we, all, we don't have to be like a DID, which is dissociative identity disorder, to have multiple parts to us, right? Like there's the part that you are at your work. There's the part that you are with your family. There's the part that you are with your friends or your partner. There's the part that you are when you're alone. And a lot of those have overlapping traits. But I think with the PMDD, like the connection is that it's two weeks before my period. That's the part of me. We're calling her the terrible twos. So two weeks before my period, it's Maddie, the terrible twos. And she has a lot of overlapping qualities that Mindful Maddie has, right? But she is a little less in control of her mind and the turbulence um, of life and mental health, you know? So that was a huge awakening for me about like what I've kind of been going through the last few years, honestly, um, especially the two years that I've been in Fort Collins. And I think, yeah, like filling my time only with coaching, it, I was like having those really high highs and really low lows, but I thought it was because I was a business owner and like, that's really stressful in itself and the ups and downs are, are apparent, right? But now as a teacher and like someone who was really getting good at protecting my energy, and not letting other people's energy, like, encroach on my kind of force field bubble around me, energetic bubble. I'm noticing that I, it's not that I'm drained from others, which still happens, right? I work with kids, but it's that I'm fully experiencing a negative mental reaction to the drop in estrogen and the spike in progesterone. And that's just how it is. Like my hormones are regular. It's not a hormone imbalance. It's my brain's reaction to the hormones doing what they do throughout my cycle. Um, yeah, so I'll be talking a lot more about PMDD. I feel like it's going to be really important for me to keep going on that and maybe we're gonna have some type of terrible twos segment of when I'm in my luteal phase um, we can talk about kind of what that feels like what that looks like and I'll do polls on my Instagram to make sure that I'm like answering questions for people who might be in the same boat and might not know what to do or what it looks like for them and we'll talk about it together I'm not an expert I'm not a registered like hormone coach or anything like that but as someone who's experienced it and who is super self-aware about what my body is experiencing what my mind is experiencing I think that 
um, this can be a safe space for us to talk about it and us to just kind of dive into that when that feels right during the terrible twos. <laughs> terrible twos is so funny. My mom and I came up with that. Um, okay, other things to talk about. I took a, a quite a lot amount of mushrooms over the last six months. Um, <laughs> and I think that that has really brought me to a place of being ready for this podcast again. I think I was going through a little bit of phase where I was like, I might never pick that mic up again. But I, it's just a part of me, man. Just like I am a mushroom and I'm a part of everything. I've talked about this before, but like, it's all a part of it. And I don't, <laughs> like, I'm here to just leave some type of footprint on the world. Um, my particular brand of footprint is a self-love footprint and a self-awareness footprint. And I think it's really beautiful that this is a way I do it, even if I only have a small audience. But I think that the more I focus on this in an intentional way, um, you know, the bigger it could be or the, the bigger footprint I could have. And I started this podcast out of a desire to just, like, express myself more and, like, show people another side of me that, that, that they weren't always seeing on Instagram. Like, this is a more in-depth place for me to express myself. Um... Hi. Just writing something down. So, yeah, I took a lot of mushrooms over the last six months. I have some really great friends that made that a really safe place. Um, and I had one mushroom trip in particular that was really crazy. <laughs> I had, um, I guess not going into too much detail, but I like quarantined myself into a bedroom while all my friends were like out by the fireplace. I was like just tripping too hard and it all came on kind of at once. And so I went into the guest bedroom, got into some cozy clothes, got some water, um, and just like melted into the bed. To the point where, like, I was laying and holding my body, and my body felt like it was, like, melting, literally. It felt like it was, like, a jelly body. So, <laughs> all that's to say is I was just experiencing, like, a lot of different things um, while I was laying there for, like four hours by myself um and one of those things is that I have like infinite potential and the way that I connect in this world is only at the level that I'm willing to put myself out there in this world and I can connect from the sidelines and in the background and quietly and there's you know, therapeutic properties to that, but who I am, like, me, it's me, no problem, it's me, 
I am someone who is meant to share. I am part of like my life purpose is to share and not share for for the purpose of money, not share for the purpose of fame or recognition, but share for the purpose of creating a vulnerable space for others to feel seen and understood and for them to share if they so desire. But that's what's on my heart. Like, people always tell me that I... I immediately, you know, am disarming and, like, make them feel comfortable. And I think if I can do that on a bigger scale, then I'm going to. And, I mean, this is not a bigger scale. (laughs) However, by any means, it's not a bigger scale. I just know that this is, this has the potential to reach more people. And it doesn't have to. And that's not why I started this podcast in the first place. However... If I can just reach one person who needs to hear anything that I am going through or anything that I believe or I'm saying um, and they can relate to it, then I've done my job and I can walk away from this life feeling satisfied and feeling fulfilled Um, because I've like, it's crazy, mushrooms, it's crazy I've done this for myself already. Like, me sharing and being courageous and starting this whole journey on social media has has led me to give myself more grace, compassion, um, give myself more props, be more fearless. Like, me doing it has allowed me <laughs> to do more of it and be bolder. And so... If I do that for myself, I, like, I know I'm here to do it for others, too. Just by just by doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for anyone else, right? Like, I'm here hoping that someone hears this and they needed to hear it. But I'm also not sitting here praying that people hear it so that they are convinced or convicted in my beliefs. Like, I'm just here to share. And that's the bottom line. Um, on the topic of sharing, well, we will be talking about mushrooms more because I love them and a lot came from, I'll talk about like that specific time in way more detail at some point, but, um, today we'll just kind of go over that because we're just going over the things that brought me here. Um, yeah. So other things that brought me here is I've been getting back into the dating pool. When we last talked, I, you know, I had been celibate for, well, I was celibate till November of last year. And I started dating again. And in the end of September, I met a woman and had just like a really wonderful connection with her. And she was someone that I, you know, learn to trust a lot, and I felt, like, intimacy on a level that I maybe hadn't felt with a man before that. Um, Like, woman to woman, it's just, like, a different emotional connection than I've experienced with a man in, in myself, so 
that was a beautiful experience. She was also dating someone else at the time who, I don't think he was polyamorous, but I think she was just exploring polyamory and was not in a place to like be exclusive with me or to let that connection go. And I just wanted to honor her in that. So we dated for a couple months and that, yeah, like that I became really attached and connected to her and was like, okay, well, I'm ready to like take the next step. And when she wasn't, um, this was also the same week I was diagnosed with PMDD. <laughs> but when she wasn't ready, I was like, okay, well, then I gotta go because I'm kind of an all or nothing bitch. And like, as we know from my experiences with celibacy, um, I'm all or nothing. And same with my experiences with polyamory. Like, I couldn't do that because I'm like, like, my heart is too, um, it's not too big because I feel like polyamory, that's kind of what it talks about is your heart's so big, you have a lot of love to give. And like I do, but I'm not someone who can give it um, to many places at once. When I choose a place that I feel my heart can be given and can be trusted and can be nurtured, I give my all to that person. So we ended our relationship and that was pretty sad. Like dating a woman was a really beautiful experience and um, I'm super grateful for it. And at the same time, it was hard because I was really starting to care about her. Nothing wrong with her. I wish her all the best and hopefully one day we can be friends. But at this point, it's still even now a little too fresh. Um, we broke up in November. Like we, yeah, we, we broke up in November. And then I went on another date with someone else I met on Hinge. I met her on Hinge, by the way. And when I met this other person on Hinge, I like, holy shit. I was like, whoa, this is something real. This is something special. Um, and the more I got to know him, the more I was just like falling in love with him very fast. Um, so I was really in it on that one through December. And then he found out that um, he's like going to nursing school in another place. So we spent like six weeks together and then kind of tried to make things work once we found once he found out that he was gonna move uh, into another state in like he'll move in like April, um, and I took it really hard. Like in my head, this is how all in I go, and I need to work on this. And my therapist and I are talking about this because um, it's something I do. However, I was all in. I was like, great me and this man are gonna like build our dreams together, build each other up, and like this is gonna be it. Um, and then when he was like, yeah, like I'm gonna be moving, and we had only been together for like a month. It was like six weeks. But I was like, 
Oh, okay, so fuck me. I don't, uh, what do we do about that? Like, he was like, I'm just not in a place where long distance is going to be a thing. And I know myself and like, that's not something I can do. And I felt really hurt by that because in my head I was like, well, I'm so sure. Like, what does it matter? And he was like, I have a fear that I'm like letting the one get away. And I was like, yeah, well, you should be scared about that. However, I'm going to let you go. Like, go live your dreams. Become a nurse, which is like really what he wants to do. And I'm not going to like talking no personal details about him, but like those are, that is a part of his like plan and his goals for his life. And I feel like any person, but especially men, the way they're wired, like when they're focused on career, they're focused on career and they're not going to be as open to relationships or something that might come, um, in the meantime, while they're focusing on career. So like when they're ready for a relationship, they'll be ready. But like when they're not, they can't go down that road. Whereas me, I'm like, let's work on those things together. I'm so optimistic and I'm such a lover and I like, I just believe in it so much and I don't know what it's going to look like for me. But, um, at that point I was like, I was willing to make it work, but him not wanting to like really, I don't know, like it pushed me away. And so we tried to kind of keep things going, but, um, that didn't last very long because I have a big mouth and like to say what's on my mind exactly when I feel it. So, um, I like left therapy one day and she, my therapist was like, okay, like you don't have to make any big decisions right now. Like you're entering your luteal phase. Like don't feel like you have to jump the gun or tell him like, we can't talk anymore. I can't see you anymore. Just take some time, like sleep on it. And we'll talk about it next week or, you know, whatever. And I go home and immediately text this man. And then we get on the phone and I end it on the phone. So that's what has been, I've been dealing with since like a month ago. And I'm, I was heartbroken. I was like devastated. Like I definitely fell in love with that man and he fell in love with me too. And I think I have, haven't been able to let go. So I think that I need to just put more time into the things that I love and the things that are like available to love me back, which is my podcast and my friends and my like physical wellness obviously going to the gym like is something that rewards you back when you put time and effort and energy into it and I'm in school right I'm getting my teaching certificate so I can lead preschool classrooms um and that is bringing me to a place where I'm exploring kind of what the next steps are going to look like Um, Right now, I'm just an assistant. I'm a classroom assistant, so I'm like a co-teacher with a teacher who's the 
kind of guide. She's the lead teacher. Um, love her so much. I'm really grateful for that friendship and like what she's taught me about teaching and um, myself. And yeah, I'm just learning a lot about kind of where I want to be as a teacher and what that looks for me looks like for me as an ed educator. Holy cow! In the next, you know, year, two years, three years. Um, I'll talk more about that as that kind of unfolds. Um, there's some, you know, little things and details that I'm working out and that I'm exploring. Um, but I do feel like this career path, not necessarily teaching in the classroom, but teaching and being an educator and being in schools is, is, is my calling. So, I touched on a lot of different things. Um, yeah, it's, it, this episode's coming out on Valentine's Day, and so I wanted to do a little bit of a segment about self-love and what you can do as um, the, the day of love rolls around. This is not even just for single people. I think this should be for everyone, but it should be an individual little practice that you do right? So oh, you're going to take out a piece of paper. You're going to light a candle. You're going to get some cacao or a glass of wine or some tea. Um, and you're going to turn on some tunes that you love. No TV, no distractions like that. You could even just not do music at all either. But I think a little tune that you love on Love Day is a good way to do this. Um, and you're going to sit down with your piece of paper and you're going to write out a love letter to yourself. <laughs> it can be so many different things. It can be a love letter to your inner child or like a part of you that, you know, was at a time where they didn't receive the love that they needed. It can be a love letter to yourself over the past year since last Valentine's Day. It can be a love letter to yourself right now. It can be a love letter to your future self and what you see for her and what you're excited for for her. Um, any, any way you, you throw it, I want you to be intentional and write to the, the, the version of you that is most relevant right now um, and just kind of see how that goes for you. You're going to sign it with an XOXO Gossip Girl or your name or whatever you'd like to put. And you're going to put it in an envelope and you're going to seal it. However you want to seal it. A wax seal. That'd be kind of cute. Um, you're going to seal it and you're going to tuck it away until next year. Um... And I'd like you to get it out next year, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that, okay? Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. And just, like, fucking do something good, nice for yourself. Take a bath. Go for a walk. Watch your favorite movie. Buy a nice bottle of wine. Buy yourself a present. Buy yourself some chocolates. Chalky-covered strawberries, my personal favorite. Um, 
and just be intentional about loving on yourself because while this is a day of consumerism love which is like usually just relationship love I think it's important to recognize um, all the love we have around us which a lot of that well actually all of that comes from the love that we express and feel for ourselves um, so prioritize that if you're able to know that I'll be doing the same <laughs> I'll be doing the same. I was invited to go salsa dancing on Valentine's Day with a couple of couples that are my friends. And I said, no, thank you. I will be rocking it at home by myself. Probably going to go to the sauna. Probably going to go run. But definitely not going to hang out with couples. Because that, I'm not in that place right now where that feels good for me. On any other day, I'm your girl. Like, third wheeling is my favorite activity. However, on Wednesday, I'm not going to be doing that. So, not today. Because it'll just... Okay. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Um, we're back, baby. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I don't know how this is going to be received, but I do know that it feels really good to... Get back on the horse, motherfuckers, and just vibe it out together. So thank you for listening and supporting me. Um, if you're here for the first time, welcome. And as always, subscribe on Spotify. Please follow me on Spotify. Turn your alerts on so you never miss an episode. And stay tuned for more of this community and um, me expanding this community as well. All right. I love you so much. Happy Valentine's Day to you and your lovers and yourself um, and your pets and your moms, your dads, your children. Okay, I'm done. Love you. Bye.